Hello, and welcome to a special edition of The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Today is July 18th, 2023. My name is Victor Sweezy, and I'm the editorial intern at Bank Automation News. Today, we're embarking on our Global Startup Cities series, taking you to some of the most innovative tech hubs around the world to give you a look at these startup cultures and the markets they serve. Along the way, we'll be talking to fintech founders from these cities about the products they're bringing to market. First up, we'll be visiting Buenos Aires, Argentina, a city known for its world-class cuisine, beautiful architecture, passionate soccer fans, and so much more. It's also home to some of the most exciting startups in Latin America, and was the birthplace of Mercado Libre, Latin America's leading online marketplace. Joining me today are the founders of Num Finance, a startup using stable coins to help businesses across the region scale their operations. Please welcome CEO Agustin Licera and CGO Mariano Di Pietrantonio. Thank you, Victor. Uh, from my side, well, I'm Agustin, the, the CEO of the, of the company. And just as an in, uh, a quick introduction, from my side, I, I have a background in, in both engineering and, and finance, a master's degree in quantitative finance. And then over the course of uh, my, my career, I gained extensive experience in, in finance and risk management. I worked as financial exposure management uh, manager at YPF, uh, that is the, the largest oil and gas company in Argentina. And since 2016, uh, my interest uh, was uh, captured by the, the crypto and, and blockchain world. And I became incredibly passionate about this, this world. Uh, so I joined Bitex, one of the, the first cryptocurrency exchanges in, in Latin America. And then in 2020, I, I made the, the move to, to Wembeat uh, as the CFO of the company for two years and, and a half. Uh, my name is Mariano, as, as I said, and I have more than 15 years of experience as a product manager uh, in uh, gaming and biotech. And my latest was seven years working for MakerDAO. MakerDAO, for those who don't know, is the biggest protocol in the Ethereum blockchain with uh, more than 10 billion uh, in total value locked in, in assets. I worked there as a, a head of growth for, uh, for yeah, strategies, communications, and partnership. Thank you. So I guess, you know, to begin, I just wanted to ask, you know, why did you found Noom Finance? You know, when did that happen and, and what problem were you hoping to solve? Yeah, well, that's a, a, a question that I always like to answer, right? It's, and we founded Noom uh, for, for two main reasons, right? Firstly, throughout our experience in fintechs and startups, we identified that one of the biggest pain points in, regional, uh, in the region is the cash management, right? Uh, and the process of moving money often creates bottlenecks, right? Resulting in higher prices, foreign uh, customers, and this is regardless of the industry, right? And secondly, we observe the growing adoption of blockchain technology in the region too. After the popularization of uh, regional dollar, uh, sorry, sorry, additional dollar backed stable coins, we, we know that many people were integrating these stable coins into their lives, right? So, but not 
precisely for payments, but for savings, right? And for us, this indicated that there was an understanding of stable coins as a type of asset, right? This is a, one of the main points. And combining these two elements, right? The, the understanding of this type of uh, crypto assets and understanding also that moving money regionally is pretty difficult, right? Uh, combining these two, we are really realized that uh, it was possible to create a regional borderless and real-time money management system using local stablecoins, right? Um, and the cool thing about this, and this is most of the talk at that time that we have with uh, Agustin, is that we wanted to have an infrastructure where settlements in the region can be done almost instantly, right? And this is how NAM Finance uh, came to, to life. And so can you just remind our listeners quickly what a stablecoin is? Um, you know, how does it fit into the whole crypto uh, ecosystem? And, you know, how does it fit into your business model? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, stablecoins are basically blockchain-based tokens, uh, representations of other assets whose value is tied to an external asset, such as national currencies or precious metals or other commodities, for example. These digital assets serve as representations of traditional currencies like the US dollars, the euro, uh, Argentine pesos, or other commodities like, like gold, for example. Uh, so essentially, stablecoins are collateralized products that can be bought or, or sold within the cryptocurrency market ideally to send and receive money and for the creation of real financial products. Uh, one important thing here is that uh, there are stable coins in the, in the ecosystem that are not collateralized. Uh, in our case, we, we are going for the collateralized side of, of stable coins and not algorithmic stable coins that are like a different, a completely different chapter. So can you walk me through like a specific banking related use case? Stablecoins uh, play a crucial role in, in banking use cases, uh, specifically in, in emerging markets uh, here in, in Latin America, for, for example. Uh, they offer several benefits that help people in this region. Uh, first, stablecoins enhance accessibility, allowing individuals without traditional bank accounts to participate in financial transactions and services. Uh, one, one case I would say that is leading in, in Argentina is Buenbit Exchange that is offering uh, payments through a prepaid card in, in Argentina, the same as Ripio and, and Letsbit that are our main partners. Uh, second, stablecoins promote financial inclusion by bridging the, the gap between the unbanked and the formal financial system, enabling savings, payments, and access to, to credit and, and lending services. And in this example, for uh, I was I was mentioning in, in one bit, it is possible to convert your prepaid card into a credit card by taking a, a loan and doing like a buy now, pay later process. Uh, as you want with the uh, quantity and, and 
installments that you prefer for for your your cash flows and 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 your decisions basically then uh, stablecoins provide a, a faster and much more cost effective and secure alternative for cross-border remittances i would say that it, it is the the first and the, the main use case of crypto in general but with bitcoin it was like a, a nightmare to to do remittances hedging the exposure of the Bitcoin volatility. So stablecoins are really uh, use for, useful for, for this kind of, of services. And finally, uh, stablecoins drive financial services innovation, facilitating the, the development of decentralized finance applications that expand access to financial products and services in, in general. Uh, we are seeing a lot of new use cases uh, being developed by, by our partners, our clients, the retail segment. So for us, it's really, really important to build the infrastructure to allow innovation. No? Yeah, one, one cool thing that I would like to add to, uh, to that is that we are here to help the the banking infrastructure there's already in place right we know that banking infrastructure sometimes seems to move very slow right and there are companies that take that opportunity to provide other services what we want you to hear is to kind of marry these two things right like the banking infra with the crypto infra right and Noom finance is uh, doing exactly that right we are covering that that gap so people in this region can have the services that they need, right? We just remember that uh, emerging markets are one of the most underserved markets in terms of uh, financial services. I was wondering if we could zoom out a little bit and maybe if you could tell me a little bit about what the startup scene looks like in Buenos Aires. You know, um, what is the what is the funding ecosystem like? What is the startup culture like? And you know, how do you think that that might be connected to you know the history and the identity of the city in general? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a cool question. In in uh, the startup scene in, in Buenos Aires is really vibrant and it's growing like rapidly, right? Uh, the city has become a hub for entrepreneurship and innovation, uh, attracting a diverse range of startups across well, uh, various industries. Uh, and the startup scene in Buenos Aires, particularly, is very strong in, in technology and, and fintech sectors, right? Uh, many many startups focus on developing well software, mobile applications, e-commerce platform, and other disruptive financial technologies. And we are also seeing this is like really cool uh, a significant growth in sectors like for example health, uh, education, uh, agro. There's like a bunch of different verticals in which we are seeing a really cool growth. And I believe that the, I mean. It, there are many cases of that why is happening, but overall what I see, it's like Buenos Aires turning into one of the main spots for the digital nomads, right, due to their cost of living and, 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 and the relationship of the cost and the quality of life that you have, right, because although it's really cheap for foreigners in Argentina, you still can have a pretty high uh, high quality lifestyle here, right? I have many friends 
from uh, from abroad and they always tell me the same thing right this about the food how the food, food culture here it's awesome uh, it's a it's a secure city right a pretty safe city sorry it's a pretty safe city and you can get also to travel a lot uh, inside the country and since we have a pretty big country with many different climates very different you know uh, things to visit. So yeah, I believe that uh, those uh, factors plays a very important role to have uh, these resources to get more people working here and also to create uh, startups. And just more generally, how would you say that the startup culture in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, and you know maybe even in Latin America more broadly compares to the the United States? And what, what, you know, what do you, what, what are some similarities you see? And, you know, what are some ways that you see this startup ecosystem that's really been, you know, growing recently? How do you see it differing from, you know, what we, what we have in the United States? Yes, well, I would say that I, I would define uh, the ecosystem here in, in Latin America by, by two words. And I would say that these words uh, apply to, to every a single entrepreneur in the US and in Latin America, but uh, I consider that resilience and, and res resourcefulness uh, are the, the key uh, points in, in Latin America. Uh, and basically, startups in Latin America face significant challenges, uh, limited access to, to capital, uh, a really, really complex uh, regulatory environment and political and economic instability and changes uh, from the, the the left side of the the political parties to to the right so it is uh, quite difficult to to predict the the future so in in latin america uh, we we choose to to create it. so uh, as a result, I, I would say that Latin American entrepreneurs uh, have developed remarkable resilient, uh, resilience and, and resourcefulness. Also, uh, we find innovative solutions to navigate uh, these obstacles, uh, leveraging creativity and adaptability also. Uh, and then the, the market characteristics uh, are presents some similarities and, and some differences. Uh, I, I would remark that uh, Latin America presents like a unique market land, landscape uh, by a large population and cultural diversity. So it is not like trivial to to conquer different markets like Brazil, Argentina, Colombia. Uh, so it requires uh, a really deeply understanding of this landscape to, to be successful. And yeah, so to, to follow up on the point, you know, you were, you were speaking about some of the uh, economic instability um, in Latin America. And I know that, you know, that's been in the headlines regarding Argentina recently with you know triple digit year over year inflation and that's something that you have been struggling with and i was just wondering how does how has this economic instability maybe affected the startup scene and then you know from the non finance perspective how do you see stable coins interacting with you know 
what happens when the currency that they're pegged to is maybe not very stable, but also do you see them as a potential solution or something that might be able to help in these kinds of economic environments? Yeah, well, as, as you said, uh, economic instability uh, make it challenging, really challenging for startups in, in Argentina to, to secure traditional funding from banks uh, and, and investors. Uh, the fluctuating conditions, currency, currency devaluation, uh, extremely high inflation rates uh, create uncertainties and that leads to a risk averse, uh, averse environment in, in Argentina. Uh, and also economic instability often brings challenges in, in terms of capital controls, delays in payment uh, processing, uh, restrictions to to capital markets also it is quite difficult to to understand uh, the evolution uh, for example about uh, uh, international wires in in Argentina and if you can do it or, or not and it changes every single week uh, and our business model uh, focuses on on real-time money movement uh, using stablecoins can provide the startups with the ability to transact swiftly, uh, both domestically and, and globally. And this can uh, facilitate operations. Uh, it is a, a really efficient way for cross-border payments and, and greater financial flexibility also. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much, you know, for all of that, you know, both about your, your company and about um, the situation in, in Argentina and the startup culture there and in Latin America more generally. I guess I just wanted to finish by asking you, you know, what are you, you touched on this, but what are some fintechs that, you know, people in the banking sector, people involved with bank automation might want to watch coming out of Buenos Aires, coming out of Argentina? You know, what are some fintechs that you all are, are excited about um, that, you know, maybe should be on our radar? Uh, well, I mean, one of the most prominent fintechs to watch, it's, I guess, you know, it's Mercado Libre, right? Offer referred as the, as the Amazon of Latin America. And while Mercado Libre started as an e-commerce platform, uh, it has expanded into fintech services through its subsidiary Mercado Pago, right? And well, Mercado Pago offers a, a, a range of digital payment solutions, mobile wallets, QR code payments, and, and I believe that they are turning right now into this kind of super app, right, in which you can pretty much have everything. They also added right now um, deliveries and some of these services too. And since they have like most of the market at their hand, they grow like really, really fast, right? But the cool thing is that they are also growing in other countries, in, in Brazil, in, in Uruguay, in Colombia, in Mexico, they, they, are, they are really, really, really big. Another uh, fintech that it seems really interesting to me for the thing that I, the, they are doing is Walla. Walla is uh, another, um, yeah, wallet, I would say, uh, that has integrated uh, QR codes, that has integrated um, these, uh, yeah, like e-commerce platform to create your own uh, e-shops. Uh, they even acquired a bank in Mexico, I believe, the ABC Bank. So yeah, there's like, uh, uh, a couple of these uh, fintechs that are gaining a lot of traction in the in the region. Yeah, um, I will uh, add uh, 
to what Marian was was saying, uh, something re related to to your question about the the Latin American uh, landscape, and it is that this kind of of successful companies are being funded by Latin American people, and it is uh, the 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 reason for that is that it is quite difficult to understand the Latin American problems from outside. Uh, so I, I would, uh, would see some challenges in, in for big companies such as Amazon, Apple and, and worldwide companies uh, to introduce uh, their products here in, in Latin America. And this reflects a, a huge opportunity for Latin American startups. Bank Automation News Podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.